Hello, dear friends. I hope you recognize that theme song. If you do, you know what time it is, not by the clock. <laughs> you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. And if you know that theme song and you recognize that and associate it with Let's Talk About Jesus through all of these years, we are so glad that you are part of our broadcast family, our listening family right here on WMAF. And we once again want to reiterate just how glad and blessed we are uh, to be part of the broadcast family. We're so happy that we can go into the Word of God together and glean those truths that uh, that is not something that is passe, that only had to do with those people 2,000 years ago but is so very relevant and important and vital to our victory right here in the 21st century. So we just pray today that we in the 21st century church can can hear and heed the message that was given in and through the first century church today and that we will be stirred in our spirits to get ready for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming soon, and we want to talk about the last of the last days today, a message that I believe is so important to our being ready for the coming of the Lord. And if you don't know Jesus today, we want you to be ready too. So please stay tuned to this broadcast as we discuss some of the prophetic scriptures that indicate that we are living not only in the last days, but we are living in the last of the last days. And Jesus is surely coming soon. And we want to re- recapture that seemingly lost message that, that has been uh, marginalized largely in many circles. And yet it should be the paramount message to the church right now is to get ready for the soon coming of Jesus Christ and the sure coming of Jesus Christ. Well, we hope you are intrigued as we're inviting you right now to go with us into the Word of God. If you'll turn in your Bibles to uh, St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, verses 25 through 32. When the question was asked of Jesus, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming? We want him to give the answer today and us to receive it. Praise God. Amen. While you're turning to Luke 21 verse 25 to begin our study on the last of the last days, uh, we would love to invite you to our website. If you would like to come, all you have to do is type in T-H-C-O-G. That stands for the Holy Church of God. We are an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. (laughs) That's right. It marks a lot of time, a lot of years. January, we will celebrate 43 years of pastoral ministry here in Tampa where this broadcast originates. But right now, we're wearing another hat. As a pastor reaching out, uh, through the media, we are pastor slash evangelist. And uh, I would make this statement, if you feel I could be a blessing to you and your congregation, I have a very capable 
co-pastor and and uh, and capable people that could fill in for me uh, while we hold uh, a meeting or a service so if you want to contact me you can do it at our website uh, you can do it through the radio station they know how to get in touch with me directly and personally and uh, we would be honored to bring a message of hope uh, to your congregation today if you feel that we could be a blessing I have 43 years of pastoral ministry uh, 40 43 years of studying the Word of God, 43 years of walking walking out of these great, great promises and provisions of God to for people who go through trials and tests and troubles. We've had our share and there's more to come, but God has shown Himself faithful and verified the truth of His Word. Praise God. Amen. We have victory today because God's grace is sufficient and God is so very faithful. Well, if you have your Bibles and you're intrigued by listening to a message, the last of the last days. Turn with me to the book of St. Luke in the New Testament, verse, verses 25 through 32, Luke chapter 21. The answer to the question, part of the answer to the question, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming? That's an important question. It's important that we have Jesus answer that question today. And Jesus answered in verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin, this is important, listen carefully. And when these things begin to come to pass, not when they are coming to pass uh, in their fullness or they have come to pass, but when they begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake unto them a parable, Behold the fig tree and all the trees... When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily, which means surely, I say unto you, this generation that sees these signs, this generation shall not pass until all be fulfilled. I want to read a portion of this proclamation of Jesus from uh, the Amplified New Testament. It's not a paraphrase. It's just simply adding the the expansion of the Greek words and, and bringing it all together. Listen to what it says. And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and upon the earth there will be distress, trouble, and anguish of nations in bewilderment and perplexity, without resources, left wanting, embarrassed, in doubt, not knowing which way to turn at the roaring, the echo of the tossing of the sea. Men swooning away or expiring with fear and dread and apprehension and expectation of the things which are coming on the world. 
for the very powers of the heavens will be shaken and caused to totter. Uh, the New Living Translation, which is a paraphrase, quotes these prophetic words over 2,000 years ago as if it was last week and this week on CNN News. Listen, and there shall be strange events in the skies, signs in the sun and moon and stars, and down here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. The courage of many people will falter. Because of the fearful fate they see coming upon the earth. Because the stability of the very heavens will be broken up. Then everyone will see the Son of Man arrive on the clouds with power and great glory. So when these things begin to happen, stand straight and look up. For your salvation is near. Praise God. This is talking about two things. Number one, what is going to occur when the tribulation period, the sun will be darkened, a star fell out of heaven, literally a meteor or an asteroid, according to the book of Revelation, fell into the sea, and a third part of everything that lives in the sea is destroyed by it. Heaven will be shaken. Earthquakes will be so great, according to the book of Revelation. It said that the heavens will be shaken like a, like a fig tree by a great wind and even though they're not ready for harvest, they're going to be just literally torn from the limbs. The stars of heaven, everything in the, the cosmos is going to be put out of its out of its kilter, out of its things out of orbit, chaotic things in the heavens. Something so sure is going to begin to be, in, be begin to be fragmented. Things are going to occur that is going to cause the whole world to be in trembling. And they know that they are there's no man on earth there's no superhero there is no a uh, group of thinkers in a think tank there are no political or military strategists and analysts that have an answer for what is coming it's called distress of nations with perplexity this great day of the Lord that is coming that will culminate in the actual visible coming of Christ which is called the second coming of Jesus. It is not the rapture of the church. The rapture is not the second coming. When all the world will see him, the rapture is the secret coming. When he comes for his church, those who have been sealed, separated unto him by the Holy Spirit, sealed by the Holy Spirit. And friend of mine, when these things begin, when we see the world moving into this situation, this circumstance that precedes the tribulation itself, lift up your head, lift up your head, lift up your head, your redemption, that redemption of the body itself, amen, when that last enemy called death is destroyed, is about to occur. This is a day when the church of Jesus Christ should be on high alert, preparing ourselves for the coming of Jesus Christ. I, I title this message, The Last of the Last Days, because I do not believe that we are living in the last days. I believe that we're living in the last of the last days. 
You know, the Bible said in the last days, perilous times will come. They're not coming anymore. They're not future anymore. When I came to Christ and heard that message from the Scripture years and years and years ago, I looked uh, looked forward to how bad it was going to get just before Jesus comes. Now, I'm not looking forward anymore. We're living in that reality. I've lived long enough to see the last days. And now, I believe to see the last of the last days. Uh, we, we've heard the message from the Word of God that in the last days, some will depart from the faith. This is a specific message in the Word of God. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last days, some shall depart from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Amen. We are living in those days and and now beyond those days. Therefore, I believe we're living in the last of the last days. Remember the lyrics to the songs a few years ago? Signs of the times are everywhere. There's a brand new spirit in the air. Keep your eyes upon the eastern sky. Lift up your heads. Redemption draweth nigh. That's based on what Jesus has just told us. What about the song made so popular by the Imperials? You won't hear it probably anywhere except right here on WMAF Classic Gospel Music. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom and trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies, going where no one dies, heavenward bound. Or the contemporary song, I wish we'd all been ready, which the lyric says, life was filled with guns and war, everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. The day's grew dark, the nights grew cold, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready, but there's no time to change your mind. The sun has come, and you've been left behind. There was a movie, and it didn't get a lot of uh, attention, uh, called Left Behind, based on the rapture of the church, the secret coming of Jesus, not the second coming of Jesus, where every eye will see Him and the whole world will mourn because of Him, because they know they have to face the One as their judge, whom they have rejected as their Savior. Oh, friend, I want you to know today there's time to change your mind. And if you haven't changed your mind about your need for a Savior, your need for forgiveness of sin, your need to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ, your your promise that God will give you that you are no longer appointed to wrath as a Christian, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. Praise God. That's one of the, 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 the very foundational scriptures that, that helped me to believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. And this can be argued. I understand that. And these are brothers and sisters that, that argue one side or the other. I believe in it because of the tribulation itself and what it represents. Because the Bible's called it the wrath of the Lamb. The wrath of the Lamb. 
when the beginning, when all of the plagues are, and all of the, the judgments are falling upon the earth, it said the great men, the small men, the rich men, the poor men, they all cried to the rocks and the mountains to fall on them and hide them from the face of him that sits upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Oh, friend, the Bible is very, very clear that we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. The word wrath, that isn't because God wants to be mean and hurt people. The word wrath means justifiable anger. He can't be a holy God and not be just. You know, in our court systems, our judicial systems, it's been in the news recently that, that a lot of sentences have been given that are not just. In other words, the sentence does not uh, address the crime. There is no real justice in the sentence because someone that committed a crime worthy of, of greater punishment was just given a, a, literally a slap on the wrist. And there's an outcry to remove unjust judges that are not even willing to enforce the law. Friend of mine, we've all broken God's law. And God wants to redeem us. He wants to pardon us. He wants to forgive us. But He can't and be just. He can't be holy and just sweep our sins under the rug in the name of love. He has to execute justice. And that's why He sent His Son and our Savior. Because in Jesus, God punished him in our place so we could be pardoned. And he could be just and be a justifier of them that trust in Jesus Christ. And that's why that there, this great salvation it, it rejected is going to cause this judgment to be poured out. Allow it to come. <laughs> this, this is an incredible time to be living because the, the door of the ark has not slammed shut. This is a day of the great call of God to get ready for the coming of Jesus to have our sins remitted have them forgiven and, and be sealed by the Holy Spirit so that he can protect us from that that wrath of God that is coming that justifiable anger that day of the Lord oh friend of mine Today, I believe God is calling all over this world to come to me, to run to me, to not let any sin that is so important to us, some sin that we feel we couldn't possibly live without or give up, get in the way of such a great salvation as this. In fact, the scripture says, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation as this. Oh, friend, God is calling all over the world. The call of God is so very strong today. That's why I'm convinced that people in this listening audience that don't know Jesus as their Savior, that God is dealing with you and is going to continue to deal with you because it's not His will. According to the Scripture, it's not His will that any perish but that all have eternal life. So I'm asking a question today. Where is the sense of expectation? 
Where is the sense of urgency? Where is the sense of readiness or preparedness? As Christ taught us, be ye also ready, for in an hour you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Why are so many who name the name of Christ so consumed with this world and so unconcerned about the next? Where are the watchmen on the wall? Thank God for true ministers today that are blowing the trumpet in Zion and sounding the alarm. The very fact that some are departing from the faith is a sign that we are in the beginning of the end and that we were living in the last of the last days. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, listen. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. One translation reads, These liars will have lied so well and for so long they've lost their capacity for truth. Ah, friend, oh, I want to hear the truth today. I want to hear what God has to say. I want to hear what Jesus has to say because I want to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. The very fact that the world is scoffing at the message of His soon coming is a sign that His coming is soon. Listen to this carefully. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3 through 12. It says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, Where's the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they are willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of the Lord the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then, that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. This coming day of the Lord and this coming day soon of Jesus Christ 
should stir us to holy living, to be a people within a people that march to the beat of a different drummer, to be true, authentic followers of Jesus Christ and not just churchgoers. We as true believers are not looking for an end, but a glorious new beginning, lasting throughout all eternity. For verse 13 and 14 says, Nevertheless, we according to His promise look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may found of Him in peace without without spot and blameless. Praise God. Amen. I've been proclaiming this message for over 40 years, but never with as much evidence, never with so many signs, never with such a sense of the nearness, not only of His coming to take His bride home, but His closeness to the, those who seek Him. Amen. This message has never been more relevant nor more vital. It should change our lives, our values, and our priorities. Maranatha should be the watchword of the church of the 21st century. Jesus is coming soon. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We are told to stand up and to lift up our heads. See, the Holy Spirit is once again pointing us back to the ancient prophecies of Scripture to enlighten, to encourage, and to instruct the church of Jesus Christ. In 100 uh, to 165 A.D., there was a brilliant philosopher whose name was Justin. He was not a Christian believer, but he began to study the Bible and especially the prophecies of the Bible. And he did his intel as he did this, his intelligent mind became convinced that the Bible was the inspired Word of God, and he came to personal faith in Jesus Christ. So much so that eventually he died for his faith, he was martyred for his faith, and from that time was known as Justin Martyr. And I quote his own words in closing this message today. To declare a thing shall come to pass, he said, long before it is in being, and then to bring that declaration to pass. This or nothing is the work of God. Hallelujah. There is sureness, friend, about prophecy, because it comes from God, and it comes to pass just exactly as God has said that it would. Luther longed for the return of Jesus Christ 500 years ago, and this is what he said. He said, I hope that the day is near at hand when the advent of the great God will appear, for all things everywhere are boiling, burning, moving, falling, seeking, sinking, and groaning. We need these ancient words to guide us in these dark days and to give us hope and to give us light. Today, make no mistake about it, mark it down, the day of the Lord is coming. The day of justifiable anger is coming. The day when those have rejected light 
and chosen darkness over light. The day of, of that, that, that dark day is coming upon them. But He is calling to whosoever will let Him come and drink of the river of life freely. He's calling to you just like He called to me and all who have come to know Him as our Savior and our Sovereign. Jesus is calling you today to salvation if you do not know Him. And the call of God is getting stronger because the prophecies of Scripture are giving great, great credence to the message of the soon coming of Jesus Christ. You need not be a great scholar of Scripture, a great uh, 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 person of, of knowledge of all the world events. Every person has a sense, I'm convinced of that, that the coming of the Lord is soon, that the world simply cannot go on as it is now, that something is about to occur, something big, something awesome, something is about to happen. And that something is the coming of Jesus Christ for His church and the coming of the day of the Lord, the day of Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation. When the sun will be darkened, the heavens will be shaken, the sea and the waves roaring, and men's hearts failing them, men seeking death rather than face He that sits upon the throne in the wrath of the Lamb. This Lamb of God does not want to judge you for rejecting Him. He wants to forgive you for receiving Him. Repent of your sin today. Run into the ark. Run to Jesus. Don't let any sin keep you from Him. And come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus.